Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you in support on your journey of life. Do enjoy. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to Ignite Your Heart and Soul right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I am your host, Sarah Troy, and my wonderful guest is Anolia. I just did a wonderful show with her and Sarah Jane um, just last week, and it really was, oh, we took flight, some beautiful flight there, really transforming, and I do recommend that everybody go and listen to it. It will be on her show page. Um, and Anolia just, you know that she's a soul woman. It comes from her soul. But she started off in corporate. And she's actually written a book, which is not out yet, that is actually going to be talking about leaving the corporate world and going into her indigenous background of opening up her own heart, soul, and spirit to do the work that she's doing here today. She shares the ancient wisdoms to enrich our modern lives. She has traveled the world and studied with indigenous elders of the Ijuba, I'm probably saying that wrong, Lakota. Uh, I'm going to let her say what all these names are. I don't, want to do, I don't want to do them a disservice. But and the Apache nations, I can say that one of North America, uh, Michipushu, Chile, uh, Tolkien, Mexico, uh, and Kenya. She's traveled around to actually understand the indigenous elders and their beautiful, wise test of time wisdom and how to share it. Um, she graduated from the Four Winds uh, Light Body School, um, where she received 13 rites of the Mane Kai from the Karoo Indians of Peru. Uh, she's immersed herself right into this, and she is wanting to just open up people's hearts and minds and, and souls and spirits to really what is happening in our world and how we can be a part of it, what we can do to immerse ourselves into that wisdom, open up our beautiful channels, allow it to come in. We have earthly wisdom, we have ancestral wisdom, and we have cosmic wisdom. How do we tap into it? Because that is where we are needing to be in this world right now. That's the invitation that we have from, from our elders and from the cosmos. Open up your heart and soul and spirit dive into the divine and gosh, will you understand how wonderful the waters are. Welcome, Anolia. Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. It's such a pleasure to be here with you and enjoy this conversation. I'm excited to uh, share and um, thank you. Thank you for having me. What a wonderful introduction. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. I mean, we did this wonderful show with Sarah Jane and uh, you know the three of us there together and it really did take flight. And you know the things that you were saying was like, she has to be on the show. I've already had Sarah <laughs> Jane and it was like, she has to be here to share. And, you know, it, it takes guts, you know, you're 20 years in the corporate world, it takes guts to walk away from that. You know, you've got a certain amount of security, uh, uh, prestige, clearly money, and all the other bells and whistles. But so many people I've interviewed before that have walked away, have said I had the material riches, but I was mm -hmm. soul and heart poor. Was yes. it that realization for yourself to realize this is time to leave? It's interesting because um, being in corporate, I had a very fulfilling career. 
but there was a longing within my heart. Mm. There was a longing. And, you know, my mom had me at 48 years old. So my first one I had at that age too. (laughs) Wow. And um, so by the time I was in college, my father had passed away. And then by the time I had my first child at 30 years old, my mom had passed away. Mm. And so there were moments that we had that we shared, but I really didn't know my background and my history the way I wanted to know. Right. It, it wasn't fulfilling. So, you know, I remember being a little girl and growing up and just basically watching lots of television and watching Cowboys and Indians or watching, you know, the various different, you know, world theater, world television, and, and seeing people going through rituals. Yes. And seeing people going through um, a ceremony. And I'm like, well, that, that never happened in my life. Mm. Where, where's my ceremony? Where are my traditions? Where's, where's the richness that I had in culture? It was absent. Yeah. You know, growing up in Queens, New York and New yeah. Yorker through and through, you know, fast paced city life, you know, um, here's the shows, here's the uh, theaters, you know, are we going to this club or we're we going to this, you know, um, uh, dinner, you know, but there wasn't that outdoors richness, cultural, ceremony, Hmm. celebration Hmm. of womanhood. Oh, that's only starting now. They're way behind the times on that one. (laughs) Yes. So that longing started coming in the forefront. Hmm. And so 20 years in, um, I worked in the IT industry for a Fortune 500 company, um, did my time and at 52 years old I decided to do a complete 180 degree 360 degree turnaround right and start my own business and pick up move across the country um it started off as infinite possibilities journey to empowerment because that was my journey mm-hmm. that was my journey how wide did I cast my net worldwide I wanted to do empowerment because I had done a lot of rich coaching Mm -hmm. um, while I was in corporate. And that transition, what I'm missing is a huge gap there, but that transition (laughs) between leaving corporate and starting my own business, I met my first indigenous elders. Mm. And it changed and transformed who I was down to the core of my being. It ignited your core. It ignited my core. Mm-hmm. Fire in my heart, fire under my butt too. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was time to move. It was time to embrace. It was time to stop longing and start mm-hmm. embracing and shaping and creating a vision that I could make life a walk to. Yes. We don't give, especially in the Western society, credence to our elders. Um, and it's not just about the veterans who went through the war. It's about the people that struggled every day, you know, to, to maintain their own culture, you know, especially places like North America, which are emigrant, it's in, they're both emigrant countries. I'm Canada, the States, they're emigrant mm-hmm. countries. They were founded by, by emigrants um, and, of course, systematically kicked their own indigenous people to the ground, mm-hmm. which is, you know, another story in itself. But the the history they brought with them, you know, from the homeland 
and those histories and those traditions were immersed in the land and they created you know the base and the platform but somewhere along the line it got to be all about the new the shiny uh the the modern and we forgot about the beautiful history the traditions mm -hmm. the culture that go back thousands of years that have seen yeah. us as a humanity be where we are today and it's it's not only disrespectful but it's disconnecting us so much we're flapping around thinking that purchasing something else you know buying another car a house an outfit and this and that is going to please us and make us happy where really it is our heart souls the spirits are longing for something that has more depth that has exactly. more meaning exactly and it's funny that you say that because i met my first indigenous elder at the 13 indigenous grandmothers um, while watching and being completely fascinated by them. And it's the first exposure I truly had to medicine women, women who were truly lived their life, selected by their communities. Yes. To be a leader and a voice within the communities to assist, to help grow, to teach, just to completely embody the community and lift the community up mm. in whatever regard it was needed. So um, my journey, I, I, I met a beautiful woman named Grandmother Isabel Mwasagi of the Ojibwe Nation in Northern Canada. And that was in the Ontario province, mm -hmm. okay? And um, she was like an hour east of Sault Ste. Marie. And for those of you who don't know where Sault Ste. Marie is, that's where Wisconsin, Michigan, and Canada actually touch the lands, actually the three lands touch right by the body of water. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's interesting that that particular uh, uh, location is a trinity for me. So, uh, Water, conduit, right? Yes. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, I had spent time and I, I love to hike and, and so on and so forth. But when I first um, really spent time with Grandmother Isabel, it was probably about two to three weeks in the bush. We refer to it as the bush up north. And... Every single day from like 6, 5 a.m. in the morning until, until dark, till 8, 9 at night, I was outdoors. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't just outdoors being busy. I was outdoors and I was picking cedar, asking permission from the trees to pick cedar. Mm -hmm. I was learning plants. I saw dragonflies during mating season. I saw condors and, 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 and the most beautiful birds fluttering by. I spent time by the water. Mm. You know, all of these things, you know, you take for granted. Yes. But you know when I really noticed how much of a high that it raised within my body, physical, mental, spiritual, in every regard, mm. was when I left. Because when I left, I was a buzz. Mm. It was like this high I had never experienced before. And I, I, I didn't want to let it go. I wanted more. I wanted exposure more. It's spending time in nature. Your vibratory being as a physical being goes into alignment with the natural surroundings around you so that when water is flowing 
you're not hearing the water flowing. You're feeling the yeah. water flowing. Yeah. You know, you're flowing with the water. Yes. You're inside the water. And I don't know how else to explain that. When that condor is passing by, you're not seeing a bird fly by. You're flying with that condor. You're seeing through the eyes of the condor. You're, you're flapping your wings up and down as if you are that condor. There is a precipice that we surpass yeah. when we really, really embrace our surroundings outdoors that I encountered for my first time. And it excites me even just speaking about it right now. Mm -hmm. When we are at one with nature, we feel the vibration from the earth feeders. We feel the water cleanses, the wind clearers. We feel the warmth of the sun warmers. And we realize we're so much more than being human. We are the beingness. We are yes. a part of everything. We feel the particles of everything. And we realize as that is a tree made of wood, we are a human made of flesh. The only difference is, is the flesh and the wood, but the energy that makes us both grow is the same. And when we can see the sameness, that energy flow, I mean, if you look at the trees and the matrix that runs underneath, which they have measured over and over again, all the roots reach out to each other and they're support of each other. They're feeding and energizing each other. They're communicating with each other. And I don't know about you, but conversation with trees are wonderful. They yes, really, they really, they really the are. rustle of the leaves, the way the branches flow, they are speaking volumes to you. All right. Yes, you get out of your head and you listen with your beingness and you'll understand, you know, what it is they're saying. Uh, that clarity that you get from nature, from being immersed in it, is one that opens you up to being so much more than just the entrapment of a human flesh. So much more into the the realm of the cosmos, and the you know the source and the energy. And it really then we we really just start to feel everything as understanding why we're here. What is our mm -hmm. gift to bring to the table? And it's a wonderful feeling and it's so wonderful to see people awaken to it you know ah yeah. and and everything slows down for you doesn't it it really does and you know just for our listeners just to make sure that they can really grasp this when we are in our physical senses we see everything mm -hmm. you know we feel it we touch it we taste it we hear it we smell it you know we have that wonderful sense of i know where to go how to do it what i'm going to feel what i'm going to see it's all there but when you're in nature i like to call the the physical senses like that horizontal piece that we are just so adept at but that vertical yeah that vertical piece where you go and it's unseen mm. and we we, we hold it sacred because it's our intuition. It is our, um, our, our, our love of prayer, mm -hmm. our place where the unseen speaks to us, mm -hmm. our little voice in our head, that aspect that we kind of go to ah, when we need it, mm -hmm. expands, expands and surpasses the physical. And when that aspect surpasses the physical, it's like this abundance of feelers yes. that are receptacles 
to what nature has to mm-hmm. offer. And then what happens is that the horizontal shrinks, the horizontal of, of the physical mm-hmm. shrinks and the expansion of what is unseen just is, 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 is just everywhere. Exuding. And that's your primary <laughs> receiver. Yes, yeah. that's the word I'm looking for, exudes <laughs> everywhere. And that's your primary receiver to, to just try to put it into context for people. Yeah. Yeah. I, we're chasers. We're explorers. Yeah. Um, you know, we're discoverers. We're, we're creators. You know, that is our nature to be. Yet it is why are we doing what we're doing? And we got caught in the importance of it or the, or the profit of it. Yes. And, you know, as I'm going to win a Nobel Prize Prize for this, or I'm going to be ultra rich. And yes, money is important. It's like oil in your car or gas in your car, right? Yes, it, is. it is a commodity that you need in order to make things move forward. But the moment you put that on the pedestal as the be all and the end all, you have completely disconnected from your heart and soul. Yes, you have. And, and um, oh, go ahead. No, no, it's the enrichment is in the, in the heart and soul. The abundance is in the heart and soul. And when that is ignited, you truly understand where the place of money belongs. It is a mm-hmm. generator. It is the fuel. It is not the God, right? And mm-hmm. you truly understand from that heart and soul, which you have to feel. It's nothing academic about your heart no. and soul. It nothing is a, Think about it, none whatsoever. No, a true immersement of feeling, and good or bad, because you pick up everything, right? You do, you do. And see, the beauty about studying with the indigenous too is that it wasn't that I was just submerged in matter and I had this awakening, but I learned how to respect and respond Mm. and to speak to and to celebrate all that was around me. Mm. And in that celebration and respect of everything that was surrounding me, I learned it for myself. Yeah. And see, many of us, as we're walking through life, we can look in the mirror and when we see what we see, we're like, well, I don't like that part of me. I don't like that part of me. I don't like this and blah, 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 blah. All my news could be bigger. My blah, 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 blah. You know, all of these things, this criteria. But when you are coming from that perspective of true acceptance, you look in the mirror and you just smile. Yeah. Because you, you see just, beyond mm, you, don't you? Yes. You see, be, it's a transcendence. Yeah. It's a transcendence of seeing the physical aspects of, oh, I could be this, oh, I could be that. You know, it's a transcendence between the dark and the light of us because we all are the yin mm-hmm. and the yin. Mm-hmm. And we have to accept the dark side of ourselves as well as the light side of ourselves, our strengths and our weaknesses. And when you can embrace that in your totality, then there is nothing that can really be projected upon you in judgments or otherwise that, that would hurt your feelings because right. you've accepted the totality of yourself. And, you know, a lot of people look at the dark light as the dark being the evil. It isn't. The thing about the darkness is that you're not looking for the light in the dark. You are the light in the dark. And the thing about the light is that you need the shadowing, the shading in order to give the light 
its true its true look otherwise it's too bright to see so that's the reason why we have contours and shadings and shapes and everything to define the light right so when we are looking at the darkness i used to live in the darkness disconnected from my heart and soul mm-hmm. and it just knew the light was out there i couldn't get back out there it took me a number of years and when i did i felt oh gosh you know the the darkness is chasing me it's at my back don't look back and then i reached a, a beautiful phase where i can go into the darkness it is my friend i love the darkness because i am the light and what i see and what i hear in there is divine exactly. but we have to be willing to go through the process this isn't something you just snap fingers okay i'm going to be spiritual now and immerse into into all these beautiful cultures it there is a surrender there is a sacrifice um you have to let go of what has been and you have to be a blank canvas ready with your paintbrush to paint who you are now absolutely absolutely and you know it's funny that we talk about the dark and the light i always like to go back to this analogy that darkness is the absence of light mm-hmm. so the darkness in us is the absence of where we have placed that light mm-hmm. And if you were to go into a dark cave and find a comfort in that dark cave and then flicker just a lighter of light, that one light changes all of the darkness. Yes, yes. And so when we look at the reverse of that, and I always love to share this analogy, if we entered in all light and we tried to flicker a set of darkness, if that even could actually happen, it would get absorbed into the light. Mm. So when we are prepared to light up the dark places within us, we've just changed the balance of all. And I also like to say that, you know, people are like, well, darkness can enter in, darkness can enter in. Well, I always look at it this way. Darkness enters in when we have self-doubt. Darkness enters in when we, or we introduce it in, when we doubt, distrust, and, and allow that light to grow weak because we don't believe in ourselves. And so that's when we're introducing, that's when darkness can actually fester and come in and be introduced into our lives. And then when we come to that place of trust within each other or trust within ourselves and trust and love of self, then that's when the balance comes in. Mm -hmm. Darkness will always exist. We need darkness. We have day, we have night. There is a balance. We grow in darkness in the womb. We're in darkness. Exactly, we're in darkness. We're in complete darkness in this waterful water of conduit. We are growing, right? We are the light that is in that darkness, right? So we need the darkness. And you know, when you go to the darkness of doubt and fear, It's a different Mm -hmm. type of darkness that we're talking about, right? It is one where you cannot see any light whatsoever because you're shrouded. You know, the blinkers are on. Oh, no, the light's on in the room, but I can't see. I can't see. Remove (laughs) the blinkers, right? It's there. Uh, The darkness we're talking about is peaceful. It's creative. It's solutionary. Um, that's the kind of darkness that we want people to immerse into because they exactly. become that flicker of light. And you look at all creation, it is born in the, you know, conceived into the womb, grown mm-hmm. in the womb. It's dark in there. Yeah. <laughs> but there is no yeah. fear from the child. 
Why? None. Because the warmth of the mother's heart and soul is the light that that child needs. And so why can't we be it to ourselves, right? Let's be it yes. to ourselves. Let's mother ourselves. Yes, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. So many of the indigenous teachings, and I thank the elders for, for, for blessing me with these teachings, you know, some that I share is that, you know, first and foremost, our voice, our thoughts, yeah. that vibration that they carry means everything. Mm -hmm. They bring the light to the dark too. Yes. You know, they are the antithesis of how we move through the universe. So I love the fact that I've learned to embrace positive thinking, mm -hmm that impacts the water within my body, that brings even more light and crystallization within my body, of which just allows my organs to come into balance mm -hmm. and feeds my organs. And therefore I move, think, and, and, and are able to function in balance. Right. Just in those positive thoughts. Yes. It's, it's a beautiful. It is a beautiful thing. Patient. Have you yes. been to Africa? I'm in Africa. You're in Africa. Wonderful. Right. You're I'm in Libya. In right. Africa. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, when you look yes. at the Indian indigenous and you look at, you know, Peruvian and you look at, you know, various other indigenous and you go to Africa, you know, I live here in Canada, which is obviously a lot of Indian indigenous and I highly respect their culture, but I never connected to it. When I lived in South Africa, I connected to the African culture. There was something mm -hmm. about the heartbeat the rhythm yeah. uh, and not only uh, you know the way the people spoke they spoke in rhythm they mm -hmm. spoke in in a, in a movement constant movement and it was something that was just the beat of it the heartbeat of it was just something i connected with in such a big way have there been any particular indigenous cultures that have just felt like home to you or that it's really really speaking to you well yes there has been so i have studied with the Ovumbundu in Angola. And I actually went through their ceremonies to be a part of the Ovumbundu. Mm. And it was phenomenal. Um, I feel like Angola is home. Mm -hmm. It is a relationship to the land. And there is a cultivation and a mutual respect for it that I just, I embrace so deeply. Actually, when I look at the comparisons of like the African cultures versus the South American cultures, like the Mapuche in Chile or, or in the Amazon, or come back home to the Native Americans and Native Canadians, the foundation is the same. There is a respect and the tradition of nature and of land and of water there is a understanding of asking permission mm -hmm. before taking. There is a respect of not overindulging oneself for, for unnecessary need, only taking what you need. Yes, yes. There is a mutual respect of eldership and that old is not something that is a terrible thing to do where you're running around trying to look younger, 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 right. younger, younger, but that to be old is to be celebrated, to be older is to finally, you know, be able to put on that, that coat of, of, of eldership mm -hmm. 
and to be respected and looked up to by all. Right. You know, which we don't do in the Western culture. (laughs) No, in Africa, here, young, young ladies, I can't wait to get my gray hair. I'm looking so forward to getting my gray hair. I want that. Oh, you're, you know, I love your gray hair, you know, and it's, it's, it's such a difference between the Western culture. Yes. Uh, You know, the other thing about, um, especially the cultures, the the people who who appreciate and respect Mother Earth, but they also understand the cosmos and how we're guided by source, how we're guided by universal energy and the beautiful synergy. In fact, I have somebody that I I know you guys have got to interview, uh, an indigenous uh, woman. It's all about ecology. And she's saying, look to the cows, look to the cattle. They will tell you where to go. They will tell you when the weather's changing. They will tell you when it's this and that. We dictate because we think we know all. But look yeah. at nature. Nature, just listen to it. They're telling us, right? So I have mm-hmm. to introduce you to her. But when we uh, when we align, I'm a cosmic being, right? You know, yeah. actually being an um, an earthling has been a hard thing for me, especially walking on Earth because I feel all its discontent. So I'm I'm most certainly the wind and the sky, and when we unite both together, and that's the thing about indigenous, you know, elder people, they respect Mother Earth, but they also respect the source, the stars, yeah. and everything that comes because they know that they together are one. And we are one with all of that, aren't we? And I do wish in the Western world we would have more respect for elders, more respect for the journey that they've had, you know. Kids today, they're on their cell phones, TikToking. Who were the inventors behind this? Who are exactly. the people that were the creators? Who are the people that sacrificed and fought for your freedom as a woman? Who are the, you know, the black people of, of America and, and various other countries in the world that have fought for your rights, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like everything is put on the emphasis on looking pretty, even when you're getting older. And, uh, you know, the, the richness, it's shallow. Everything is shallow. It's very, very shallow. And the ancient wisdoms that we could bring forward in order to understand celebrating womanhood and mm-hmm. celebrating womanhood is that we are able to give life, but it's not just about our physical bodies right. birthing life, yes. but it's the fact that we have the power of gestation. We yes. have the power to gestate ideas, gestate um, wisdom, yes. to look at the stars, take into consideration the knowledge that assist there, gestate it and understand it and come with the wisdom to bring forward with that. Yes. And we've forgotten. We went too academic. You know, we went into the knowledge that's in the head. You know, we have the hard drive that, that runs the body. We have the programming. And the programming is what we've learned in school, academic, et cetera. It's also the programming of our past lives, of our ancestral lineup. All of that programming is in there. But they completely switched off the heart, soul, and spirit's intellect. Now, what wisdom is, is understanding how to actually use the knowledge. Knowledge is just data. It is purely knowledge. Until you have the wisdom to know actually how to use it, it can be pretty useless. Well, the first and foremost is to acknowledge that our bodies are not just physical bodies. Our bodies are the cosmos. Yeah. In order to tap into source, when we talk about tapping into source, when we talk about meditating, we're talking about always going inward because inward is the cosmos and the universe. Yes. Inward is the multidimensional being. Inward is the sacred geometry. 
inward holds all of these aspects but we're so busy looking external to ourselves leading with our ego leading with our head that we've forgotten that the gateway to that cosmos is our heart yes that love is not an emotion love is a multi-dimensional attribute to be understood in so many different levels that i i mean we we could spend the day talking about love the generator <laughs> it's the generator <laughs> i mean there's a reason why the heart pumps right it's the generator right? it's, it's the entire <laughs> engine of us and the soul's wisdom can't talk to our head unless it's no. been embraced by the heart heart yes yes and to be a cosmic walker mm. and to be a dimension walker means to be able to go inward and to be able to walk the cosmos from within to be able to walk the dimensions from within which is glorious it is glorious. <laughs> it is glorious. It, I mean, so, it's, it's far out, man. <laughs> and so when we sit here and we go, well, you know, how do these women, you know, let's, let's just take the Amazon for a, a moment. You know, how did they know which plants to use? Mm. They walked in the cosmos within and they were told. Yes. They found the vibration of which the plants actually vibrated at from within and then they talked to the plants. They sang to the plants and the plants sang back to them. And that's, and what, so, that's what nature is, right? It is, it's, exactly. it's, it's an entire orchestra ready for you to play. It's, look at, there isn't one single thing that's a waste in nature, is there? You know, there may no. be pests to us, you know, ants and spiders and this and that. They've all got a role to play. What yes. we have forgotten is that we too are a species on this earth. We yeah. too have a role to play. We're not hierarchy over everything else at the expense of everything else. Right? There's We're a here. symbiotic relationship. Oh, yes. Everything. And everything. we need to step into that more. We, we do. We really, really do. And, you know, um, it's interesting because staying still this past year, more so than any other year before, kind of pushed that aspect of, okay, now that you can't run around doing, 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 yes. doing, how do I sit still? Mm. You know, and as I'm sitting still, what am I thinking about? Can I even keep my own self company? Some people mm. couldn't couldn't keep their own selves company. I have to do something. I should be doing something. Come with him. Yeah. It, it's, it's the willing to go into the darkness to see the light, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. The light. There we go. Yeah. It always comes back We're to that. Right and, back around. <laughs> yeah. And the, the thing about the gift, you know, as I've been even busy, I mean, all the things that I had planned to do, including writing my book, um, I was too busy because it was all about the people who have pivoted. Um, and, and people have looked at the opportunity that's in this year and the people that have looked at their own self-discovery in this year. Mm -hmm. This year, yes, it has been horrific economically and lives lost. But it's also been in a brilliant year for us to look prospectively of what and whom is important. People that were in the service industry were always just considered servants. They've now yeah. become the heroes. 
right? That we're now looking at them as so incredibly important and as they should have been. They should have been celebrated, right? The janitor is just as important as the CEO. They need each other. And we've put things more into perspective and we've pivoted more our lives. And it's that direction, you know, it's, it was the review, renew, redirect, you know, and that's this year, the gift that it's given and it's in slowing us down and making us go in. It's also ignited our beautiful cosmic energy into understanding that this was designed for us to pivot away mm -hmm. from the material, away from the ego the self-importance to the importance of self in your meaningful purpose. Absolutely. And until we embrace that, we still have a lot to learn. Mm. We need to come home to self and to get out of our own way, which is creating obstacles that challenges us to say, I can't, I won't. I, you know, until this is rectified, I cannot move forward. Mm -hmm. There is moving past the stories that we create that create the drama in life. Yes. Move past the drama of life and start creating, get back into the imagination and the creativity. Create the framework that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Create that vision, imagine that vision. See yourself successful already. Create the framework of that success and make life a walk to that vision. It yeah. is so important for us because the old paradigm is breaking down. And we as human beings tend to look to the past and then build from what happened on the past to make the future. And what we're doing is recreating what we had in the past all over again. We need to let the past go. Yes. And we need to look at who we are right here, right now. What is it that we dream of? Mm -hmm. I always say the saying, dream a beautiful dream or you will be dreamt. Which basically, yeah. <laughs> I'm saying, yeah. if you don't create a beautiful dream, you will put on the roles of what everybody thinks you should be doing. And you'll walk through all of life doing what everybody thinks you should be doing or who you should be. Instead of creating and imagining envisioning yourself to being who you should be from this moment, from here and now, looking at the past as the culmination of lessons learned so that you can move forward in life in the vision that you see for yourself. And, and I want to say that so much to people as they're spinning. Yes. And when I say spinning, they're, they're, they're just harping on the story, harping on the anger, Harping, you know, I can't move, I can't move. But we have to learn how to transcend within ourselves to move forward past the stories. Being there, done that. I lived for everyone else, you know, turned myself into a pretzel trying to please and be what everybody else wanted. And then they turned against me. You know, mm -hmm. they, they either fell in love with me or loved me with me who I was. And then I changed to be what I thought they wanted. And then they turned against me because I was no longer who I was. So I was doing myself a disservice. And it, you know, it's, I love the Popeye saying, I am what I am, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, I've in the last eight years and I'm mostly due to these wonderful shows that I've done and learning so much from other people that have also been on that wonderful self-discovery. It is like, I am Sarah, I'm enough for me. 
And if I'm enough for you, wonderful. If not, I'm not offended. And I think right. that's, that's something that we need to do. Don't take it personally if people don't get you. They're just not there yet. Exactly. We're all on this journey. We're all at different points and places mm -hmm. in our life. And one of the things that I learned, especially when I left corporate, I had people saying, are you crazy? Yeah. What are you doing? You know, you have a stable job. You have this, you have that. You know, wh why would you even want to do that? You know, what if you fail? Mm -hmm. But then when I went halfway through the whole process of where I wanted to be, creating that dream, putting that vision in front of myself, you know, and daring to ask friends to assist me too. You know, I remember starting out um, with my women's empowerment circles and calling up 12 friends saying, will you just host, you know, a group of friends and let me come and teach so that I can just practice and work and everything. Yeah. And that ended up being 22 states and four countries later within that wow. year. Wow. Wow. So dare to take the risk. Yes. Dare to step into your power and your power is your truth. Yeah. Your power isn't something physical. It's your truth. And it's saying that I have this vision for myself. I dare to step into it and I'm going to move forward. I don't compare, you know, yes. and you've done it your way because that is your energy force. Yeah. If our energy force is taking us down another way, maybe more background, more side ground, more this, more that. Just go with your own energy force. Don't force it to go faster or bigger than what it's meant to be. You will understand how encompassing it is and what it really is here to do as you're willing and allowing that energy source within you to grow and you will grow with it. But the moment, well, I want to be like Miriam Wilson or I want to be like Deepak Chakra. I want to be like Oprah. And, it, you know, I've, I've had people say, well, you, you know, talk like Oprah. And I said, no, Oprah talks like Oprah. I talk like Sarah. We just happen to agree on things. <laughs> you know? yeah. But we're each our own person. There's just some similarities, right? She's richer than me. There's no similarity there. <laughs> but yes. be enough for yourself and your own journey, because you maybe reach this one stage and you're meant to be here for a while. And then all of a sudden your energy will ignite you into another stage. And it doesn't matter if somebody else has gone further ahead of you. That's their journey. Concentrate on your own, right? Because we need the people that will till the garden as we also need the people right. who will sell the flowers. You know, everybody That's has right. that role to play. Discover what your role is. That's your meaningful purpose. Yes, I totally agree with you. And then the thing about it also is that um, as you're doing this, we're sharing our stories so that you can have something to relate to, so that you know that you are not alone yes. in wanting and having that vision forward. And that there are signs everywhere so that if you are truly checked in to respecting yourself and trusting yourself, you'll understand that everything will align mm. as you're moving forward. Everything will just fall into place. And when it doesn't, then that's when you're supposed to step back take a look and understand, okay, this isn't falling then into place. This is preventing me from doing this. Why is this doing this? Mm -hmm. Maybe, and my mom used to always say a, such a beautiful saying, there's no such thing as no, but there is a such thing as not that way. Right. And sometimes we're not supposed to go straight line yes. to our goal, but we're supposed to take that sideway detour to the right or to the left or below or above. And we take a look at that obstacle from a 360 degree 
viewpoint so that we can truly understand, okay, this is what I'm supposed to get out of this. I'm not supposed to go that way. I need to go to the right. And you go to the right and then you go forward. Right. For beginners, this is an excellent book. I don't know if it could be seen. Who Moved yeah, My Cheese I read by that Spencer one in Johnson. <laughs> yes. It is a very thin book, as you can see. You yeah. can read it in about an hour. Brilliant, because basically two men and two mice that live around abundance of cheese, and one day the cheese is gone. And it's the reactions of each one. I'm a True Colors coach as well, so these personality traits match our own personality traits. I remember reading this and just going, oh, okay, I know who I am. And yes. it's like, what am I waiting for? Mm -hmm. Whose permission am I waiting for? Right? I may not be the sniffy and the scary, sniffing out and scurrying around because it's not my nature to do that. But that doesn't mean I can't move forward. Because yes. what, you know, when you realize there's nothing left for you here, it takes me a while to realize, you know, because I'm a loyalist. Okay. <laughs> there, there's nothing left here. There's nothing left I can do here. It's time to move forward. And that, mm -hmm. you know, don't wait for somebody else's permission. Just do. But this is a really good book for people who are at, who are at that transition. Because mm -hmm. I think if you understand who you are and your personality trait, you'll understand what's holding you back. Exactly. Why you hold on to, to fear or, or doubt or this or that. Uh, and that you maybe have to wait, work a little bit harder to, to mm -hmm. break through that membrane so that you can move forward. But simple little book. Brilliant little book. Now, talking about books, you've written yours. You're waiting for the publishers to, to get it out there. Tell us about your book. And, and I know this year for you has definitely been book time. You got the <laughs> Yes, it Back is. I, I did finish my book and um, it is sitting with publishers. And it is uh, my story about uh, learning from Indigenous grandmothers about how um, I was this corporate uh, worker embracing and learning about indigenous traditions and how they clashed and how I learned the, about the opposite of what I was doing in corporate and how that could actually really, really transform my life. Compassionate leadership versus mm. competitive leadership. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, basically learning how to respect and ask permission versus just taking what I want. Because, you know, when you're in a com competitive environment, you typically take the role on and just be the role, you know, versus asking permission. And then, you know, hope that everyone sees you taking the leadership, you know, role that you're supposed to be doing. Whereas in the indigenous community, I learned that to sit back and to be a student is perfectly acceptable to have a place in community is okay and I don't have to compete to, in order to do it. Right. That my leadership could be recognized because I sit in circle. Yes. And when I sit in circle, no one's above me, no one's below me, no one's in front of me, no one's behind me. There is no hierarchy. I am in circle and our voices are equally heard and listened to. Yeah, the person would so, collaborate, collaborate. Collaborate. <laughs> Beautiful word. Yeah. So I learned many, many valid and very important lessons when taking my corporate kind of, of, of existence and moving into the indigenous community and seeing what worked and what absolutely did not. 
Yeah. You know, same before the show, you know, one thing you bring with you is because you were saying there's so much you left behind, but the other kind of discipline and the discipline isn't, you know, I've got to be disciplined. I've got to achieve. I've got to that. It's not that kind of discipline. Mm. The, dis- the discipline is, is one of I need to allow. I need to immerse. I need to be committed because that's the kind of discipline we're looking at on, on that side of the scale. I need to be patient. Yes. I need oh, to watch it unfold. Yes. I need to fully listen until completion. So these attributes are invaluable. You know, I need not to react. Mm-hmm. I need not to give away my power. That's a huge one. <laughs> a huge one. <laughs> Humans yes, are reactionary know, creatures. <laughs> yes, we are. And I make it akin to watching a movie. You can either be in the movie or you can watch the movie unveil. Mm-hmm. And some of us are in it. Some of us watch that movie and we're like, oh my God, that happened. And, you know, we're like in it. We're the character. Yes. And it's happening to us and we're reacting as if it's happening to us, even in the theater. And then there are those of us who watch the whole movie unveil and we're thinking while it's taking place and going, ah, where's this character going? Well, if they go here, that would be interesting. If they go there, oh, I wouldn't, you know. And then at the end, when we have all of the information Mm -hmm. that we need to make a decision, that we need to then put into action, we have taken the time to get all of the data points that we need to move through the story and I love that yes I love that too because as you said there you can be a part of the story but at arm's length or you could you know you can be a part of the story where you are the one you know being locked in the cellar do you really want to feel that right (laughs) because you want to be the person who's deducing how to get out how is she going to get out of there you know know, um not the person trapped in there you know and paralyzed from it uh i love storytelling i love movies i love books and things like this because for me it's it's always the intrigue of how we work what are we going to do when we face an obstacle and i love those you know um mysteries of you know what what's our decision making why are we making decisions at that time is it a knee-jerk one have we deduced it have we thought about it have we allowed it and i'm fascinated with choices that people make and i think you know you said huge big p word back there patience and you know in western society and in society today hurry up you've got a goal by 30 you should be this by 40 you should be that by 50 you've got to be here you know and it's uh, no no there is no manual live Mm-mm. every single and absolute every day don't forget to seed water and nurture the seeds of today for tomorrow and allow your life to unfold pay attention to the signs be patient as things unfold you will be led to where you're meant to be right and it's so important that this patience thing where do we get into this hurry up hurry up hurry up get through your life fast you know empty and and fruitless <laughs> and that's, that's when you call it the routine that 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 people are walking unconsciously through life because with the speed you don't have the opportunity to be conscious you don't and take so, in the scenery yeah exactly so with everything that you said, I would add, with the patience comes conscious, yeah. consciousness. And I mean, 
when you are consciously doing the dishes, mm -hmm. when you are consciously speaking to someone and you are aware of every word that is being uttered out of your mouth, yes. when you are consciously eating and you are aware of what's being placed in your temple, mm -hmm. because it is imperative that your temple stay healthy. Yes. When you are consciously walking somewhere and you're watching, let's say you're walking barefoot, you're automatically conscious because you don't want to hurt your foot. Right. But we need to learn how to walk through life consciously with our shoes on. Unconsciously. That, that we're taking yeah. is meaningful within what we're trying to accomplish in life. And say, and do unto others. I exactly. think we're you know, bringing some consciousness into our interactions, into exactly. our responses. You know, the, um, you know, Don Rue's The Four Agreements, speak your word with yeah. integrity, don't take things personally, um, ask, don't assume, and do your mm -hmm. very best measured by you. And if somebody's attacking you, if they're coming from their place of pain. You just happen to be the person there. Don't take it personally. Don't yeah. assume they're this and that. Ask. Why are they yeah. so angry, right? When you speak yeah. with always with honor and dignity and, you know, that measurement of your best is your measurement. I did the very best I could today. Uh, can I do better tomorrow? We'll see you tomorrow. As long as you know you're doing your best on each and every day. And that's not by, measured by someone else. No, it's not. And to give yourself permission you know, we have this perfection sometimes around us. Give yourself permission to just be. Yeah. You don't have to be this, this, this vision of yourself that's perfect. This vision of yourself that has to, you know, be the superwoman or the superman. But that there are points where we can just be and that's okay. That's super enough. <laughs> That's super enough. That exactly. is the, that's the new super person. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, the thing is, when we look at a diamond that has a flaw in it, we consider it perfect. Mm -hmm. When we look at a human being with a flaw in it, they're imperfect, they're broken. Yes. Why can't we look at them in that beautiful imperfection? That yeah. flaw is something that they've had to overcome or they are overcoming or they're working through or their flaw may be physical it doesn't define who they are. It's just a life challenge that they walk with, right? Yeah. And it, it's, I think a, a huge big J word is something that we need to erase from our psyche, you know, towards others is judgment. Yes, yes, I, I would agree with you. You know, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, the last text that I, I read, I, I love reading text and I was reading the Emerald, I was rereading the Emerald Tablets and um, the, for those of you who don't know, the Emerald Tablets are just a series of keys written by Thoth. And I would invite you to, to look that up. Mm -hmm. You'll be able to find it immediately. And I was thinking about the third key. And the third key said that the children of light, which is the cosmos, the beings of the cosmos, ask the children of men to just do one thing. Hold the light. Mm -hmm. and you know we have all these aspects of us you know the dark the light the ambitious the heartfelt you know the spiritual we have all these aspects of us but 
bottom line, if you wanted to understand what your purpose is, your purpose here on earth is to be the best, best version of yourself mm-hmm. holding the light. Yes. Holding the beauty and the light within. That's like holding love within. Mm. That is expanded no matter what the chaos is. Yeah. What's going on around you. To have that mutual respect for your fellow man and just hold your light. Which now ripples out and, and, and sheds light on people's darkness who are ready to see. Yes. Yes. Because you like can't force people to see. <laughs> no, you can't. I like to make it akin to a lighthouse. Mm. We are the beacons. Mm-hmm. It is imperative that we are beaconing now. Yes. If ever there was an invite, you know, as I said on your show, a saying I was given um, from the universe was the universe is going to shake us up, to wake us up, for us to step up and change up and uh, in many ways grow up. And, you know, not yeah. just grow up as a human race, but grow up towards the energy light. And this is the invitation that we're in right now. And these are extraordinary times, difficult times, yes. But it's through the difficult times that we really discover who and what we're capable of and who we are as a human race, right? And this is the time for us to shine bright, to be there for people who are in their darkness, to to be there, uh, that light of hope and of creativity and of possibilities for other people. And sometimes it's just that enthusiasm, just that love that you pour out on people is enough to ignite their own heart and soul into being to discover their own journey. The ignite of the light, the ignition of the light, the emergence of the phoenix. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, And it's infectious. How many people have you ever encountered they walk in the room and their smile not only lights up the room, it changes the energy in the whole room. It's, it's the, the, the person that you go, I, I, I got to know who that is. Yes. I, I, I got to go meet that person. Yes. I want to know who that is. I just want to be in their presence. Okay. I yes. just want to be in their presence. Exactly. Exactly. But we all hold that. Yeah. We are all capable of being that individual, being that beacon. And yeah. The time is now. And there's a new energy shift coming right now here in December again. You know, I've been saying for for the last eight years, the universe has been turning our volume up, shift by shift by shift. Can't do it all at once. It would have fried us. So it's bit by bit by bit by bit. And we're about to go into another volume raiser. Um, You know, 2021, I think, is going to be an excellent year. We're going to start seeing the, the winding down of the pandemic. Right now, we're going to be seeing a bit more of a peak peak and mm-hmm. then we're going to be seeing a kind of a winding down of it um it has been a divider um, mm-hmm. you know and and that division is uh, is a huge question mark to the people on either side of um you know are we just looking at it from different angles um or, yeah. or are we totally denying what we're seeing mm-hmm. right so it's uh, the question i think we need to bring into 2021 is how can i see 21 and all its possibilities 
in all its opportunities and all its glory because we're going into a raised vibration we can raise our own vibration up to meet it and we can feed seed water that beautiful 2021 into being that year that really is just going to expand that ripple effect of love out so much more we have a choice in how we see things yes period Yes. And we have to make it a conscious choice not to see it as as, you know, uh, 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 something against me, but how I'm going to dream a beautiful dream and create my dream to 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 enhance the beauty that's right in front of me. Right. You know, it's there. Uh, Just open your it's eyes. There. Open your it's heart. There. <laughs> I am in a beautiful place in a beautiful space within my heart. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I will not let that negativity actually have me drop my energy. Yeah. I want to raise it up to yes. where I am, yeah. you know, so that person who is unpleasant, I'm going to smile at them. Yeah. And I'll just stand in silence with a smile on my face because you will not bring me down to that level. Right. You know, I'm going to engage and yes, there are going to be ways that I have to engage that are going to be dictated to me, but I'm going to engage and I'm going to bring the best out of anything that I, I do because I am truly, truly dedicated to what I do. And I'm mm. happy about what I'm doing and I'm dreaming the dream that I want. Right. And I'm bringing in the vision that I love. And so I'm going to do it with the best of my ability, with the best of attitudes. And I'm going to surround myself with that. You're going to with do it with love because you've become the love and you're sharing the love. And, you know, through <laughs> your book, you're sharing the love of what the indigenous, it's, it's opened up your own indigenous spirit. Right. And you're, you're, mm -hmm. see, you're seeing that the wisdom that laid within lies within you, not with just this lifetime's experience, but with all your ancestral and cosmic and past life experiences. And yes. they come in and, and you let them dance. And they have to dance in harmony to be fruitful for you. And if they're not dancing in harmony, then you need to delete that experience. When exactly. Past life, it's been exactly. there because what we're looking at is your beautiful instrument belonging to an orchestra. And that orchestra must be in harmony with each other, complementary to each other. And, you know, we're, we're in this Christmas period right now. A lot of people are focused on whether they can see family or not. You know, the, the pandemic and the economic situation is most certainly draining a lot of emotion. I look mm -hmm. upon it as a gift, not the people dying, obviously, and the people that have to suffer to lo loss. That is, you know, not a pleasant thing to do at all. But the, the even the whole shift economically, the whole shift uh, of, um, of where we need to be as human beings. You know, it's we're slow to learn. We're the slowest species in, in the universe to learn. And this is why it always takes so long, you know, for that shift to happen. But we really do have a wonderful opportunity right now, don't we, of keep coming together, keep supporting one another, seed and water those and nurture those beautiful seeds for tomorrow. We can get through this. And it doesn't matter where you're at right now or what restrictions are there. It's going to be what you make it with those parameters exactly and and don't be afraid to embrace community yes you're not alone you know yes. community is imperative and whether it's online or in personal mm. however you seek community um that that can just keep you at that raised positive attitude vibration um and also having that unified vision 
something towards to work towards. Yeah. So you don't have to do it all alone. You don't no. have to be all alone. Um, I, you're, I not all alone. <laughs> you're not all alone. You're not all alone. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. And, and um, yes, bringing that beautiful vision just to fruition, doing it with others and being all that you can be in the best of ways in every way. So talk a little bit about the shows you do with Sarah Jane. So I do today's conversation with Sarah Jane and really it's a discussion. And what we try to do is we try to bring in topics that, you know, people don't talk about Mm -hmm. whether somebody has done something very inventive and very um, um, noteworthy that, that should be shared so that that knowledge can be passed on or whether it is a discussion on something like what we just did about the knowingness and just different perspectives of how we can view life yeah. and how we can live and how we can enjoy being the best version of ourselves and that here's how others have done it. Right. So we try to bring in different kinds of conversations. We're really excited. We're going to bring in a conversation of, of, of discussing light language, mm-hmm. um, which is a modality that people kind of know, but they don't know. And, mm-hmm. and no one's really talking about it too much. So we're going we're gonna to discuss things that people don't talk about too much. Right. And then um, Sarah and I, we, we love to just draw from our own experiences, mm-hmm. listen and be heard. And we draw from our own experiences to share why it's important to listen, why we need to be heard. Mm-hmm and how that plays a role in our life. Yeah. We love just having a plain and simple conversation to share with others, to uplift them and to bring wisdom forward. Yeah. I mean, you know, Sarah's very easy to talk to. I mean, we, yes, we, we've, I love her we've interviewed each other, but it's also we've had these wonderful conversations where, you know, again, we take flight and it's wonderful because we're on the same yeah. vibe like I am with you. And it's just, you know, <laughs> we, we just let everything fly, which is wonderful, which I love, but um, a, a beautiful spirit. So um, and for the work that you're doing right now, um, what would you like people to know there and how people can get hold of you and also get hold of, um, you know, listening to uh, today's conversation? Yeah, so I do a series of things. I do one-on-one coaching and um, I can do that short-term or Mm long-term. I also do women's uh, workshops and I actually do people's workshops, but I do some specialized for women only. I actually uh, will teach those online classes. I tend to be on uh, Learn It Live and you can find everything in my website at www.enolia.live. Can you I spell Enolia, do... please, love, just for the people who are yeah, listening? Absolutely. Enolia is E-N-O-L-I-A dot live, L-I-V-E. Um, and, and the work that I do, I also do shamanic work because mm-hmm. I am a shamanic practitioner. So I do energy work and um, work in sessions and we'll work with your energy field to clear, to help you release, to help you work through addictions and so on and so forth. So there's that aspect also. And like I said, I hold women's retreats and actually when um, the, the borders are open, I actually hold um, expeditions mm. also and the retreats are worldwide. 
Okay. So um, as I sit here in Africa and taking the opportunity of learning about Namibia, I will learn where I can hold a women's retreat and then we'll be able to invite people to Africa. So that's what I do. I learn and I study and then I'm able to extend that invitation out. Beautiful. So that and then there's one other side. There's the philanthropic side that I actually work with, which is um, I created a foundation with my partner and it's called Expressions of Humanity dot, or Expressions of Humanity Foundation. And we can be found at expresshumanity.org. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S, humanity, all one word, dot O-R-G. Mm-hmm. And there, what happens is that in visiting all over the world in different countries, we find projects that we want to work with to help uplift people's lives. And we have a few projects there that are on our philanthropic side, um, being able to uh, help women who are initiating their own business and trying to provide them a scholarship to help them start that initiation. Mm-hmm. Um, working with um, Project Destiny, one of our, our projects is to be able to give technology to those who can't afford it. And so you can donate to those as- those those particular projects and we're able to continue on and extend that to people who can't afford them. So we have various projects going on there too. Right. And and to listen to today's conversation, where do people go for that? They can find if it. If you want to listen to today's conversation, you can find that on my website at enolia.live. And you can also subscribe to my YouTube channel. And you it's put out on the YouTube channel and that's under Enolia also. And um uh, it's posted literally one day after the conversation. Mm-hmm. So every one of our 13 episodes is out there and we're building more and more every day. Yes. And highly yeah. recommend them. Thank you. I, I love people's journeys because, you know, you were successful. You supposedly had it all and you were willing to walk away from all of that because you knew that it wasn't enough, that the, your heart wasn't in it, your soul wasn't ignited. And then look at what you're doing now, the fruitfulness, the abundance, the enrichment, the empowerment, not only to yourself, but to all those that you touch. You know, that that's what life is about. It's not about living life by numbers or by somebody else's expectation or by dictation. It is about really opening up to from the inside out into what is our beautiful instrument? How am I meant to play it? Which orchestra do I play it in? What symphony can I create that will invite and ignite other people into opening up their own heart and souls? And you found your journey. You found your path. I did. Serving humanity just fills my soul. Yes. It brings a smile to my face holding a circle in Africa where women never have stood in a circle before, they expect hierarchy. Mm-hmm. And finding that their problems are the same as our problems mm-hmm. anywhere in the world. Yes. All of our problems are the same. Yes. We just will discuss things out in the open. Right. And that men can have that same conversation and be moved to a better knowledge also. Yeah. So... Yes. It's, it's so fulfilling. And to be able to touch even one person's heart the right way makes it all worthwhile. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's really where the true abundance lies, isn't it? You know, you know yeah. when you when you find your calling, you find your instrument. This is it. You know, for, for me, it's eight and a half years of doing this, and it's like this is this is my path. You know, this is Absolutely. what I was meant to do. Took me fifty something years <laughs> to get there. <laughs> me too. Let <laughs> <Right>? alone <laughs> took me. Right? You know what? I'm ready to have that conversation. So if you want to have it with me on Facebook, you can have it with me. I'm under Enolia or Enolia Foti, F-O-T-I. And you can have it with me on LinkedIn under Enolia Empowers. And you can have it with me on Instagram or Twitter. I'm, I'm there. Right. And, you I'm know, interactive. I'm interactive. Yes. Feel free to reach out to me. I will have that conversation with yeah. you. Yes, you know, we just want to push that button. <laughs> let's let's get the generator going. You know, the heart starts yes. opening up and the soul goes, yes. And the spirit says, yes, actionism. Yes. And the head That's opens good. up. My goodness, finally, I can use this knowledge in the right way. <laughs> so everything aligns up and it's absolutely wonderful. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, well, I'm, thank you for sharing this time with us here today and your wonderful spirit. And what message do you have to leave people for this festive season? You know, kind of embracing the festive season and going into the new year. What would you like to leave people with? Ignite your fire. Mm. Bring that light in. No matter what the restrictions or no matter what the situation, bring that smile to your face. Dream that beautiful dream. Envision exactly what it is you want and walk to it, walk it into fruition. Mm-hmm. Now and every day. <laughs> and every day. <laughs> Don't every wait, day. right? Even if it's one That's step right. and you stand still, it's one step. Now pick up the other leg one and another step. step. Nobody's saying you have and to it's leap. Okay. Yes. Sometimes we need to take baby steps. Yes. But engage the creativity in the imagination and see your life as you want it. Touch the hearts of others as you see it through love, through caring, in mutual respect and abundance. Yeah. It's really quite simple. You've just got to do. (laughs) You've just got to be, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much, my love. Thank you so much for sharing with us here today. And, you. uh, you know, keep that spirit flying and uh, that soul open and that wisdom pouring out of you. Though those that are ready to receive it will receive it well from you. So thank you so much for, for being here today. And I do have one other thing. Mm-hmm. If um, I have a gift for people. Oh, wonderful. So, yes, I do. If anyone hears this, this podcast and they sign on to my subscriber list on my website at www.enolia.live. That's E-N-O-L-I-A. And you mentioned this podcast in the notes, I will send you my professional grade meditation CD, Wave After Wave. That's wonderful. Just yes. the word wave after wave. <laughs> it already sounds peaceful and tranquilizing. So yeah. So folks, what so a beautiful gift. You. Yeah. Yes. Um, a beautiful gift to receive, especially during this festive season and, and probably one that you will need you know, because you need <laughs> that beautiful wave of calmness to see yeah. you through and, and to open up and, and embrace what is to come. So thank you very much for your generosity. Thank you. My pleasure. And thank you for having me. Uh, it's my pleasure. <laughs> 
Well, folks, you've heard a lot here today, you know, the listening to our elders and the history and, and, and the fruits and the root and the source of it all, the source from the universe that lies within you, the source of wisdom that lies in our elders, in the land and nature, the willingness and the allowing to embrace it all, to ignite our hearts, souls and spirits, to become what we're meant to become, to be the instrument that we need to play. It's all there, just ready for you and you're supported, you are loved and we need you. So so please take the fear coat off, take the doubt coat off and just be willing to step forward because that's where it starts. Until next time, folks. Bye for now. We hope you enjoyed the show. We look forward to bringing you more shows. Please go to selfdiscoverymedia.com slash shows and you will see the incredible lineup of genres and shows that we have for you. We are here to make a difference in your life. Thank you for listening.